we're quite familiar with the imagery of shepherding that appears throughout all four of the Gospels. But let's not forget the rich imagery that also appeared in the Old Testament scriptures. If the first reading for today had been from Ezekiel chapter 34, we would have made an immediate link with what Jesus is saying. In it, God berates the leaders of the exiles for taking care of themselves rather than taking care of their people. Then he promised a, a true shepherd, a Messiah, who would, take, <clears throat> who would take the people that other leaders were supposed to take care of. And all through the writings of the prophets, there are examples of false shepherds. We find them in Isaiah and Jeremiah, Zechariah, and in the Psalms too. Today's reading comes immediately after Jesus has clashed with the Pharisees over the healing of the blind man and their refusal to accept who he was. And he gives them five features of his own shepherding which show him to be a true shepherd. The first is that he was appointed by God and therefore he came through the gate unlike the self-appointed false shepherds of his day who bypassed the gatekeeper and forced their own entry. And the second is the response that he evokes. The sheep listened to his voice. We know that there were those like the leaders of the Pharisees who refused to listen, but the common people heard him with gladness. Jesus knew who his father was sending to him. He knew it was right to challenge the Pharisees over their attitude to the healing of the blind man. And in doing so, he opened up the gate for the blind man to enter the fold. Being a Christian is not a passive ministry. We're called to challenge what we know to be wrong. That doesn't mean to say that we're called to be aggressive or overly confrontational, but we ought to be seeking God's wisdom on how we should challenge in an appropriate, Christ-centred way. That's why he gave us the Holy Spirit. Then there's the call that he issues. He calls his own sheep by name. And it's still common in Eastern, for Eastern shepherds to give their sheep names that relate to some particular characteristic or trace of the animal, something like long ears or, or white nose. And it's in personal terms that Jesus calls his followers today. And one of my very favourite passages is from Isaiah 43, which says, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. How comforting is that? And fourthly, he provides direction. 
Jesus is the guide to his people and he leads them out. And this is where the Pharisees got it all wrong. They believed that their strength lay in quoting and applying the law. They thought all they had to do was lay down the law and the people would obey. But they offered no guidance because for them, living meant following the rules. There was no other way. Healing on a Sunday was most definitely not on. No need to even bother finding out who the healer might be, nor to care that a man had been healed. And in complete contrast, Jesus teaches us that living means following a master, not a rule book. How many times do we hear Jesus say in the Gospels, follow me? We're offered a living relationship with a living Lord, a relationship that will be strengthened through the work of the Holy Spirit, who guides us all in truth. And finally, Jesus elicits obedience. His sheep follow him because they know his voice. They put their trust in him. He's recognised by his own and they gladly allow him to rule over their lives. In contrast with the true shepherd, the false shepherd stands self-condemned. They try to enter by another way and set themselves up as leaders that Christ's sheep don't recognise and from whom they will run away. But the Pharisees didn't understand what Jesus was saying. And so he tries again. But instead of using the descriptive imagery of a good shepherd, he begins to talk about the blessings of being in the fold. And the first is that those who enter by the gate will receive salvation. The second blessing is that the flock come into the fold and then go out again to find pasture. Do you see that the imagery of security and nurture, the sheep are under the shepherd's care and grow through the nourishment of the food he provides. It's so important that we understand that the security is provided not by the walls of the sheep pen, but by the closeness of the shepherd to the sheep. It's when we Christians forget this and try to secure unity or safety by building walls around ourselves that things start to fall apart. Either the walls are so flimsy that the wolves become enclosed with the sheep with disastrous consequences, or they become so restrictive that some sheep get excluded. The danger of a familiar Bible passage, um, especially like this one, is that we know it so well that we stop looking into the depth of it. 
it's easily possible for it to become little more than a well-loved Sunday school story. But it's actually a very, very powerful story. It's a working document for us to have with us every day. Because nothing that Jesus does is solely for our personal benefit. We need to be always remembering that not all the sheep are in the fold. And Jesus has entrusted us to find them. Until he returns, we, you and me, are the shepherds of his sheep. And that's why he calls us into the fold, feeds us with his word, and fills us with his blessing. He makes sure we have everything we need to equip us for that role. We just need to make sure that we use it. It's a bit like hearing aids, isn't it? We can have the very best ones on offer, but if we leave them in the box or by the side of the bed, instead of putting them in our ears, they're completely useless. So our task is not simply to bring people to church. Our task is to faithfully share the gospel with those who have not yet heard the shepherd's call. We are to give them the opportunity to have a relationship with Jesus. One that becomes so strong that they do come to recognise his call. Sometimes we're called to take risks for our faith. But that doesn't mean that we should be reckless. This passage teaches us how to take calculated risks, how to keep safe in our ministry, how to take care of our faith, and most importantly, how to stay close to Jesus. Children in school get taught about stranger danger. Uh, it's a tool to keep themselves safe in society. This is the adult version. It tells us how to keep safe in our Christian faith. It takes away the excuse to spend all our time in the sheepfold in case we get carried off by the stranger. It encourages, encourages us to go out into the pasture to feed ourselves on God's word so that we're equipped and able to lead others into the fold. And it teaches us how to spot a wolf. Jesus summarises what he's saying with these words. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. There are sheep out there that Jesus has named who do not yet have life to the full. He's entrusted us to find them, to love them, and to nurture them until they, like us, are ready 
to enter the fold. <laughs> 